Yetta, do you know the definition of a slumlord? I'm pretty sure. I think it's someone that's a landlord that prioritizes making money over the comfort of their tenants. I would agree with that. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited that we have been able to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And... Sean and Roz from Woodland Realty Investments are with us again. Hello again. Hello again. (laughs) So good. And we're going to consider that you can actually do good and build wealth at the same time through investing in real estate. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're choosing this topic, I'm a spoiler alert. So say spoiler alert is because Roz and Sean have created a company Really, over the last six years, like even the thought of investing in real estate was not on Roz's radar screen seven years ago. Like, no, thank you. And they've actually created a company called Woodland Realty Investments, where the purpose of it is to do good while they build wealth for themselves and for others. So we're going to look at how do you go about doing both at the same time? So that's my question. Roz and Sean, give us a few ideas of how you do good while building wealth. So Ken and Yetta, we do good and build wealth by helping tenants. One of our measures of success is making tenants homeowners, helping guide them through the process. If they have bad credit, we help guide them to repair their credit and then get them in a position and a plan so that they can save for a down payment on a house and then eventually move into their own house. Why in the world would you do that? Because you you would have a good tenant that now you got to replace that tenant, right? If they go and buy a house? We do, but we we want people to live great lives because we're not about just making money solely. We want to help improve communities, improve people's lives, and just let them live Mm. and and let our experience help guide them. Right. So So you talk to them about credit scores and different things. How do you how do you go about that? Because I'm I'm sure not everybody's open to that. So it's a pretty sensitive topic. Like, really, you guys want to wander down that path with potentially strangers? Well, it, surprisingly, people are very open because some people just don't have the education or knowledge on how to get there. So you you bring it up and explain why you're you're asking these questions, and they're like, "Wow, I never even thought of buying a house." So that happens more I never often than even you think. thought about buying a home. Yeah. So they don't have the education. They don't know how much money they need. They don't know the process. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of people out there, and it's sad because we should all know how to do this. We should all know how to improve our lives. Yeah. And we talked about in other segments that when you're paying rent, in essence, you are paying a mortgage. It's just somebody else's mortgage. Even if they don't have a mortgage, the reality is that payment is equivalent to a mortgage is what we're really saying, or so close. Sometimes it's even more renting. Yeah, Yeah, it can be, and it can be significantly cheaper renting if they've been in a property for, you know, 10, 15 years and the landlord wasn't increasing the rent. Now, the issue with those tenants is not that they're not getting a great deal because they are, but the problem is eventually that landlord will get tired of it and will want to sell that property because it's not making any money. And then 
normally it's a new person, new person occupying it who then the tenant has to go and now they got to pay market rent. Wouldn't it be great when you're paying low rent to accumulate that, that down payment, like you're teaching mm-hmm. them, right? So yeah. that if that ever came up, they go, okay, fine, you're kicking me out. I'm going to go buy something. <laughs> Absolutely. Position yourself for the future. Position yourself. So for how the do future. you do that, Roz? How do you help them? I mean, Sean's saying we help them develop a better credit score. We teach them the principles. Do you have a step-by-step process or is it just as the wind blows? Well, we invite them to uh, take the same journey that we went on, right? Um, I haven't mentioned it yet, although uh, we, uh, like many landlords, run a credit check on all of our potential tenants. So we have their credit history and the things that they owe, and we're able to say, um, you know, it would be a good idea if you do this or this or this. And we sit down with them at coffee and go through it with them. And I share with them at that time that I have declared bankruptcy twice, so that I can relate to them. We're not just these landlords, these mysterious wealthy, landlords, wealthy <laughs> landlords. I've been where you are and I am evidence proof that this is possible. And this is the journey that we took to get us where we are. And this is the information that was freely shared with us that we are freely sharing with you if you want it. Mm-hmm. If you want it, say something about the if you want it. Well, the if you want it. So we, the first step is that we send them a link to the same financial fitness seminar that we took. It's online now, uh, post COVID or through COVID and post COVID. So it's two hours of their time. Whether they, we can check, you know, with the facilitator to find out if they attended or not. But unless we're able to have that conversation with them later to say, what did you learn? Are you applying the principles of this? And then we would send them a link to the wealth formula. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of that book. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have. And if you're a listener yeah. on Life's Inside Track, you've probably heard about the book almost as much as we have. But just in case you haven't, it's a book that was written in 2012 by Ken and actually yours truly, because you know that you don't do anything in isolation, even no. if only your name's on the book mm-hmm. cover. And so it's the wealth formula. It takes a couple on a journey. Takes from a debt, couple on a journey. Yeah. Very much like Ross and Sean's journey. <laughs> very, <laughs> very much like You'd that. You'd think we knew when we wrote the book, but we didn't. We didn't. No, it, that gift was saved for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so you give them, you, ah, you don't give them a copy of the book very often anymore. Not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Because it, it, we so often want for other people to take the journey that we are on because we, we just, we've learned so much and we've grown so much when we want that for others, but we can't want it more than they do. They have to want it. And in one case, we gave the tenant the book, they gave it back to us, I don't know, maybe close to a year later and said, Oh, it was really good. And then when I looked at it, like there, it's a paperback. So there, the spine hadn't even been cracked at all. Right. So mm-hmm. what did you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> that it was a great bookmark for something else. Right. You could use it as a coaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. since then, we now send them the link because if they want it, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to invest the $25 to order it off of Amazon and have it there the next day. And if they want, they can even get them Right from the author, yes. and he'll sign it if they pop into the Corvus office. We yeah. can hook you up. We can, he hook, can hook you up. You up. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I'm thinking right now, Sean, about one of your favorite birthday gifts that you ever got. And I want to know why it was such a big deal. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people. And 
Ken gave me and Yetta for my birthday a bag full of Ken's books, The Wealth Formula. And I got so excited because I got to share these books with people. I get to help more people. And that was so exciting. I was so happy. He worked. I was happy. <laughs> he he, he yeah. actually, you put a post out there saying you're with your wealth dealer. Yes. <laughs> My wealth dealer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it was interesting because you had said, oh, we got the gift for Sean. And I'm going, well, what's the gift? What's the birthday gift? And she goes, oh, we're giving him a bunch of your books. And I'm going, what? They've already had my books. They bought my books. Yeah, bought lots of they, them. Yep. They've written in them. They've, uh, you know, highlighted them, tabbed them. What in the world does he need a bunch more books for? So I was delighted when you were so happy to I was that. ecstatic. I loved it. And so you've heard sort of a conflicting concept that we don't give them away, but we do give them away. <laughs> it's the isolated situation where it's the right time to give it to somebody, somebody that's willing to buy it, that wants to buy it. Then it might be a great time to gift it to them. Right. So have you ever considered doing good as you invest, or maybe that's a new concept and now you're just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That's great. So take a moment to think about that. And we are delighted that we are positioning you to build wealth wisely as it's about much more than money. Yet I think we're single-handedly improving our economy. Well, I know you like to spend. <laughs> so we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes and you get free access. You can get them from YouTube. You can get them from CHRI and the great news is you can get access to them from home, the office on the go. And it's really about building wealth, making the most of the home you're in and really just doing a great job with your real estate, making the most out of what you've got. And so we're going to explore in this segment, how investing in real estate actually improves the local economy even more than Ken just spending money. <laughs> so, so, Sean, how do, you, how do you make that happen? How do you improve economy by building wealth? We tend to employ local people, like contractors, uh, electricians, tradespeople. We get them involved in there. We, we have a relationship with the, the town as well, where we go in and we employ them to do renovations, build more units within existing properties, and we use that to help. Then everybody can go spend more money at the stores, restaurants, all that stuff. <laughs> Ken, come on out. <laughs> come on out. <laughs> but I don't need a rental out there. No, but we, we could go have dinner, though. <laughs> yeah, we could. could. Well, and did you also say, as we were chatting about this whole segment and the thought of doing good and building wealth at the same time, you're building wealth for yourself and you're also building wealth for the local community by even having buying things locally, like even the building supplies. Yep. Most of it's not shipped in from the States. No, we buy it right from our local hardware stores and we, everything that we do is local. We, we buy everything from, from our local hardware stores. I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay to repeat yourself yeah. because I think it's not the common trend. And, and so know, how do you do good in your community? Yeah. And I'm thinking they probably even give you good value because – you're a volume shopper now. Yeah. So yesterday, for, exa- for example, <laughs> went to buy flooring from our local guy and they give us a price discount and they, they lower our cost for delivery as well. They had to go to the cash to tell the cashier that though, <laughs> our, our rep. And so that was a nice, it's, it's a nice bonus because they, they see the value that we bring and they know what we're doing in the community as well. 
Mm. Now you mentioned uh, officials in the in the town or the city. Um, you don't employ them to do things; they're already employed by the by municipality, this, the municipality or, yeah. and everything. But why? Why are you kind of in their good books, so to speak? Because we're helping solve the housing shortage. We're creating new units in the area so that people have wonderful homes to move into. We create a better quality unit as well. So they're easier to work with because we're helping solve the community issues of the shortage. And they're getting more taxes too, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Property taxes go up when you yeah. improve it, right? Yes, they do. So it, it kind of helps the economy in so many different ways. I mean, in the past, I'd never really thought about the various things that we helped facilitate when we started investing. Like it was about doing well for our tenants and it was about doing well for us, but it wasn't necessarily like, what's the bigger picture? So I love this yeah. whole concept yeah. of the bigger picture of wealth building holistically. Right. And and as those businesses get busier, because there's more people, more people spending locally like yourselves, um, that must also improve the, the number and quality of jobs. Those people must have to hire more people, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. And around and around that circle goes. I was just thinking, sitting here thinking that an economy, they say, what's a good economy? A good economy is an expanding economy. And how do you expand an economy? Good jobs, good people, more people. If your town has nothing to offer, it goes the other way, right? People are leaving mm -hmm. and now you have oversupply of housing, house prices go down and, and nobody has work. There's layoffs. We've seen that in little towns, right? Especially ones that have a one one um, employer. employer. Employer, one employer. And Absolutely. then that employer goes out of business or mm -hmm. shrinks. Your town's in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to tell a quick story about uh, when we bought uh, I have what's called an underperforming property. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. So, so underperforming underperforming yeah, property. So unpack for everybody that's listening what an underperforming property is. Yes. In this case, it uh, was a fourplex and one of the units was uninhabitable and all three of the other rents are, were a third of what's called market rent. So mm -hmm. it wasn't carrying itself financially. Even at the rate that you would have paid for it based on poor condition. Correct. That's the other reality. Yes. We really have talked in other segments about a slumlord. Yes. And about having a property where it was more concerned about the owner's profit, the landlord's profit, than it was the tenant's well-being and comfort. Absolutely. And- you know, I mean, it's a compl complex issue. Not it everybody is. starts off to be a slumlord, but when the money runs out, then it's impossible to to keep up with the capital expenses, the roofs, the decks, and whatnot. So well, we, exactly. And yeah. especially if you're not charging enough rent and you didn't increase rents, and so it's a self-fulfilling yeah. challenge. Yeah, absolutely. It's a definitely a, a spiraling downward cycle. So we uh, bought the Ugly Baby. And we, um, we did a lot of work. We made the fourth unit habitable and then we're able to rent that one at market rent. And then we, you know, finished the decks. We did the roof. We put siding on it. And then, so then we, well, we increased that. We bought it for 230,000. The appraisal came in 
after we did all the work at 575000 We wow. did not invest anywhere near that much money in uh, raising it. However, when we did that, we also improved that whole street. And the neighbors would come by and thank us for what we'd done. And that was incredibly, it was just not anything that we had really thought of when mm-hmm. we were doing this. And it was a very special eye-opening thing for us to say, like, we really are doing good here. Yes. Incredibly rewarding. Yes. When yeah. I know Yetta and I have improved some properties over the years, and and it's so rewarding to see a, a home come back to more like what it was when it was built, the yeah. prime of its years, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I remember there was some holes in the ceiling and stuff, <gasps> roof leaking and things. That's yeah. um, Oh, they're bats. So, <laughs> so there's probably some health issues for some of those tenants due to mold and, mm-hmm. and bat feces and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so you cleaned all that up. We did. Yeah. So you improve health too. Yeah. 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 We did a show yeah. recently on, on recently, like last week on the health. Is your, is your home making you healthy or sick? And a lot of times tenants don't have the ability to change their environment if mm-hmm. they have a landlord that doesn't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Or isn't able to manage it. A lot of landlords care, but they're just not able yes. because there's not enough rent there. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for the good you're doing, really. Because, you know, I know I've been into a lot of your, your rental units. Um, and I've been in a lot of the houses that you purchased and know what they were like when you bought them. <laughs> and and there's a big there's a big change. So mm-hmm. good on you. Um, so Karen Handel said, creating more and better jobs is how you build a strong community. And we're delighted that we've been together because we know that as we clarify your options, the wisdom will flow from that. Yet I want to build wealth legacy for generations to come. I don't want to build finances for the generations. Ah, Yetta, but it's not just about the money. Well, we're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, and investing in real estate, but really 30 years of coming alongside you to build your faith, build your fun, build your finances, even build your fitness and strengthen, heal, and flourish inside your relationships. 30 years of building your life, your home, and your wealth. So we're going to discover with Roz and Sean Woodland of Woodland Realty Investments, how stewardship is a responsibility, doing good with our money and the rest of our life is a responsibility. Absolutely. It's a very big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stewardship is a title. So let's talk about how do you why why do why do you need to be a steward of what you've got and what you've been given? God tells us to be good stewards of what he provides us with. And as a result of that, we are great stewards of our own money and even more diligent when people give us their money to look after and make sure that it's taken care of well and grown. Hmm. So you say when people give you their money, what's what's that look like? Is that some kind of a partnership or did, like – do they just give you your money and you put it in a fund and you go, we'll take care of it for you? What, what's that look like? <laughs> put it under your mattress. You just store it for a while. Well, we take their money. We, we develop a, 
an agreement with them for what we're going to do. And everybody has to be on the same page for what we're doing. So we'll take that money and invest it into real estate. And then we are very careful how we handle that business moving forward because we really want to build them their wealth and do good through our process so that they can feel good and earn money at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to get into the total structure, but you don't like pay them a, a interest or guarantee a rate of return or anything like that. You, you partner in the real estate project, right? Yes. We, we partner in it and we both become owners of, of the project we're working on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what else, what else are you doing out there to, to expand your, your legacy? <laughs> Right? Did you ever think of that? Like maybe ten years ago, that you'd be sitting here around the table saying, "Oh yeah, we teach on our on on the legacy of the wisdom of building wealth." Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Sean and I are presenting at a conference at uh, the end of the month, and I put up a slide with he's a, like a person. And his face is on it, and my face is on a donkey, <laughs> showing what it's been like having me as his life partner and doing this journey together. Oh my goodness. I know. I've got that visual now. <laughs> him pulling on the leash, and you pulling back. I'm pulling back. Who's, who's dug in? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. However, through the knowledge that I have gained and being willing to share it, to understand that there is a huge appetite for it because. There, a lot of people are interested in real estate, but they're afraid of it, like mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. and they just didn't know enough. They just don't know enough about it. And, and so, before I knew anything, I was already saying, "No, it's not for me." So now, uh, again, no, you need to hear that. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. Say that again. Before you, before you knew anything, I was saying, "No, it's not for me." It's not for me. Yes, I've already made the decision that it's not for me before knowing anything about it. Wow. So you're saying, do you like chocolate chip ice cream? No. Have you ever had it? No. <laughs> that was me. That was you. <laughs> that was me. Around real estate. Around real estate. And investing. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I think what I'm hearing you say, Roz, is part of your generational legacy is not just helping people build the wealth, although that's a piece of the journey. It's helping them to build the knowledge that allows them to ap apply principles that build wealth and a better life. Absolutely. Because if you're building wealth together, has your relationship improved? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Right. And I retired eight years early from an excellent career due to it. Ask me more. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking we weren't going to go down that no, we path, weren't. and yet that's part of the story, it isn't is it? It is part of the story. Like that you, you get benefits – if, as you were helping other people and doing good for them, the benefits you gained were things you couldn't even have put on a vision board. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you couldn't have written a goal for it. No. As a matter of fact, both of you retired from your nine to five jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe yours wasn't fully nine to five, Sean, weekends and stuff. Um, and you say we were retired. But I don't think you retired. No, we're not. <laughs> Let's tell the truth. Yeah. You kind of refired yes. into your new passion zone, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, what other things are you doing? Either one of you that uh, that that occupy a little bit of your time now. 
Well, we are now full-time into real estate. We are full-time investors. We're out doing seminars. We're coaching students that come up and we help them to achieve what we achieve for people who have the time to invest in the desire to become their own their own investors. Mm-hmm. So what else? Well, we belong to different networks of um, tenant associations or landlord associations with tenants trying to help other landlords mm-hmm. and just help other investors um, so that they don't need to experience some of the things that we've experienced. <laughs> right. Now, recently you were in Toronto. Yes. And I see some of your Facebook posts. You guys are awesome. And maybe it's Sean that's the most awesome on that part. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> yeah, you it know, is. I see you all over the world, actually, mm-hmm. at conferences, either presenting or learning or both. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's such a joy to be able to have that freedom to choose how you want to live and how you want to learn. Well, that's true because asking for time off from work doesn't always work, does it? No, no, it didn't work in June last year. <laughs> <laughs> when there was a little trip to a sweet little new investment, right? That's right. And Roz couldn't go. Yeah. And yeah. Even though she could have worked remotely, the the rules of said no out of no out of country working remotely, right, right. right. So the collective genius is part of the generational legacy. Absolutely yes. about doing good in lives. Yes, yeah. it, it's so powerful. It's like quite moving to be able to have those deep relationships with people and to say, "This is what happened to us." We would love it if it didn't happen to you, mm-hmm. right? And we would love if this did happen to yeah, you. Absolutely. Come with us. Yes. Come with yeah. us. Learn. Come with Learn us. with right. us. Right. So if, if we had one minute, if you had one minute to, to say to our listener, this is what we would love for you to get from this show, and because you do actually have one minute, um, <laughs> what would it be? One minute, it would be be willing to let go of everything you think you know and be willing to learn something new with an open heart and an open mind. Okay. Sean, do you have anything? You don't know what you don't know. Until you know. Until you know. <laughs> until you know. All right, you heard it here first. You don't know what you don't know until you know. <laughs> you know. And have an open, and have an open heart. Yeah. I think that's the, like an open heart to learn, an open mind and an open heart to to check it out. Don't be the one with your face on a donkey on a slide. <laughs> Sage advice. Yeah, beautiful. So maybe you want to ponder in your life where you could be even better steward of the resources or the gifting or the treasures that God has gifted you with. Mm -hmm. So we're grateful that you joined us on this Life's Inside Track because we, when we move together, we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward to 